Thank you, Rob. Um, yeah, it's so good to be with you guys. Um, just excited to share the word. Um, yeah, very excited to share the word with you guys. Sound like Billy Graham now, uh, but jokes. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's a bit distant. Can we can we get everyone just to come a bit closer, at least like two or three uh, rows forward, just so I can feel like I'm connecting with you guys. Um, yeah, let's let's come. Let's move forward. Eh? Thank you, guys. And let's get into the word. Yeah. Sure. Thank you, Lord. Um, so, yeah, we've just opened the series now on discernment and ethics. And um, when I was listening to Karen, I actually related to very much, um, Karen, because, you know, when you open up a series, you're very much excited because um, you get to be the first one to decide what you're going to say, who takes what. And on the other side, it's, it's like a... It's a pool or an ocean, is the example you used, of where do you begin? You know, what are the options? Um, so I, I did think I was starting off, um, so I should have discerned that, no pun intended. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to start, uh, to start off, secondly, uh, on discernment and ethics. And um, I just wanted to also, yeah, I just wanted to focus on discernment and ethics, but more, more specifically what the fear of the Lord has to do with discernment. Uh, I'll pick up on um, ethics next week. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to also now de- just define um, fear of the Lord and what discernment and revelation means. Um, so if we can just look at, uh, I'm just going to read out what Google says uh, fear of the Lord means. Fear of the Lord means giving your undivided attention um, another definition over here says to be in reverent awe of his holiness, to give him complete reverence and to honor him as the God of the great, as the God of great glory, majesty, purity, and power. Yeah. I also wanted to define what discernment meant. The ability to judge well, to recognize and follow God's will or to distinguish between what is morally or spiritually right or wrong according to God's teachings. And also just also wanted to read one more thing. Revelation, what does that mean? Is divine guidance or inspiration. It is the communication of truth and knowledge from God to his children on earth. Simply put, it means to uncover what is not yet known, um, revealing it to be known now. Um, so what I'm going to do... Um, I'm going to track, I'm going to split it up into segments uh, of how, we're gonna, uh, how I'm going to describe, um, how I'm going to preach my sermon tonight. Uh, and that would be like, we're going to focus on fear of the Lord. And then going into what does abiding have to do with fear of the Lord. And then from that, what does revelation, revelation from abiding, have to do um, then with discernment. So it's going to go fear of the Lord, abiding, revelation and discernment. So let's get into that. Um, yeah, just to, just to describe uh, each one of them. Abiding, um, the way I see it, sorry, let me just get this. Abiding, the way I see it is, you know, it might be a weird example, but bear with me here. Um, when you, if you're a mechanic, or let's say you're someone who's very much interested in learning about cars, so you want to become a mechanic, you're going to do everything you can to discover, seek out the information to learn everything about a car, um, whatever the mechanical industry entails. But you're going to do everything to understand, to discover, uh, discover more about it. You're going to, in a sense, 
abide with your, um, your uh, mentor who teaches you about cars. You're going to do everything you can to abide with this person, to learn um, everything. And now we get into revelation, because the, the way I see it is also with relationships. Um, in one sense, I'm on a course there. I won't get into that. Uh, anyway, um, revelation. Um, when you spend more time with someone, the more you realize, the more you know about this person. So the light starts to click. Oh, I thought about it today, actually. Um, my mom, after 19, 20 years of knowing me, giving birth to me, essentially, she only found out like a week, two weeks ago that I don't like um, green, on, green peppers and red, uh, red peppers. And she's like, so have you only now only disliked green and uh, red peppers? I was like, mom, I've, I've never liked them. I've never liked them. That, so that was not a revelatory experience for her. Um, but that, you know, it was actually. The lights clicked. Yes, sorry, it was. Um, yeah. And then from revelation, you get discernment. Um, and what do I mean by that? It's, it's this moment when you, and when we, get into the, when we get into more of it, is then when you're walking with Jesus, when you're walking in the fear of the Lord, it's this, it's this obedience, listening to him, sitting at the feet of Jesus, um, and listening to him, and now you, you, you see, you listen, you understand, you see a worldview through the lenses of Jesus. Uh, yeah. So, let me just get my notes in order here. Okay. So now, what does the fear of the Lord do? Well, it produces awe. It produces this fear, just to specify, sorry, um, fear of the Lord isn't being in the corner, like so, afraid, so afraid that um, someone's going to beat you up or hurt you. This fear is a reverence. It's a um, just to give you guys a definition of reverence: um, a deep respect for someone or something. A deep, 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 deep respect for someone or something. So that's what being in awe of the Lord is. Um, it, so what does the fear of the Lord do? It produces this awe, this reverence for Him. So that's the first thing. The second thing, it produces faith. True fear of the Lord causes believers, believers to, put, to place their faith and trust in Him. It's, it's not, it, now that you have arrived to this place of, um, and it's, 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 it's common with every one of us, you know, in situations and life problems, we tend to uh, go with an approach of, I'm going to do everything in my uh, power and strength to solve this situation. But once the fear of the Lord, once this breakthrough, once this revelation of Jesus comes and snaps and it's like this awe and you're just, you're just, you're just dumbfounded by the Lord, it's like, I couldn't do this thing without you anyway, Lord. So I'm going to put my trust in you. I'm going to lean into you. Um, yeah. And it produces revelation. That's the third thing. True fear of the Lord leads us to obedient discipleship to him, listening to him, walking with him abiding in him when we abide in him when we learn from him we, di we discover so much more through through the um, intuition and the, uh, and the inspiration of the indwelling spirit in us so when we read the word when we um, yeah when we read the word when you spend time with God because that is the way we get to know Jesus essentially uh, when we read it we start to understand more about this this Jesus character um, Yeah, so we learn, we learn more and more about him. We learn his very way of life. 
his obedience to the Father. That obedience to the Father, his very way of life, that becomes our way of life when we're in discipleship to him. So I'm just going to, I forgot to give um, Esther this verse, uh, but if they can put it up quickly, I don't know. Oh, sorry, Simone. Um, It's Romans 12 verse 2. You guys know it. Everyone knows it, but I'm going to read it anyway for us. Um, So if you guys want to go there in your your Bibles, please go ahead uh, and just follow with me. I'm going to pack Romans 12 verse 2. And it is, um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So, so uh, in the Hebraic worldview, so I'm just going to unpack this, um, the words and the, 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 the phrases in it. So when, when, when Paul is saying, do not be conformed, when he's saying conformed to this world, um, this is what we refer to in, in theology, kingdom theology. Um, conformed to this world, the Hebraic worldview was that, uh, the old Hebrew worldview was that uh, uh, it was understood that this age, in this age, and in, in that age as well, that the conformed mind was a mind that was not yet changed, that was not, had not been intervened by the kingdom, not intervened by Jesus. Um, it was still, that mind was still living in an age dominated by evil powers. So they still believed that God's rule and reign was, it was in the age to come. So it was still on its way. That's why you would hear many times that they say, Jesus will say, um, the kingdom is here, but it's also not yet here. And then the next part, he says, renewal of your mind. This was the inheritance or perspective of the coming of the kingdom. This is a now new, new we, and by implication, he's insinuating that we can take upon this renewal, renewed mind right now. It is for us right now, here. It is, it's not in the distant, but it is, but it's also here right now. And that is what the, the Hebrews um, of that day and age didn't um, understand, unfortunately. Um, so those, that ca- those who carry the mind of Christ carry the life of Christ. They will know the will of God. They will know what the Father says. Because, I mean, as we know, Jesus, said, Jesus also said it. Um, I only do what I see the Father do. So, um, I'm, I gave three reasons why we should fear God. Um, for Number one, we become obedient. That's the reason why we should, become, we should be fearful of the Lord. We become obedient. When we, sit, when, we sit at the, when we sit at the feet of Jesus, we learn to obey his commands and live separate from sin. Solomon taught that um, through the fear of the Lord, a man avoids evil. That's Proverbs 16, verse 66, if you um, are looking for that. And, yeah. and throughout, uh, throughout Israel's history and throughout scriptures, and we, we learn of our, um, our shortcomings, humanity's shortcomings, um, and I like what Dave says, especially. He says, um, God was never intending for evil upon his own creation. He was always, it was always description, not prescription. And basically meaning that uh, when we sin, when we, and when Israel failed, and when it, Israel failed its, uh, its vocation, its, its calling to live a, a discipleship to other nations, when it failed, it wasn't that God ordained that, fa- that failure. It was that God said, guys, 
These are, this is, he's showing a precedent. He's saying, this is what will happen. You will live separate from me. You will live separate from my presence. You will live, it's his description, not prescription. He's not prescribing um, Israelites and us today that when we live in sin, when, we don't, when we're not in obedience and discipleship to him, that he's prescribing it. He's, discussing, he's rather discussing the painful experience for him, it is actually, and for you, um, of living separate from him. So that's one, that's one reason why we should fear God. We become, we become, we become obedient. Um, number two, we grow up. The Bible says in Proverbs 1.7, uh, 1, I'm just going to read that quickly. Um, yeah. Okay. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Should I read that again? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And just to go back to on our topic, obviously, discernment. If we want it, if we if we so eagerly desire discernment, if we so eagerly desire knowledge of him, this is it it is a it is a first step to be in obedience, to be in a in being abiding in a discipleship to Jesus. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's just another way of saying discernment. And as well as in Hebrews, Hebrews 5 verse 14. But solid food is for the mature. For those who have their powers of discernment, trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. And this is what happens. The more, we, the more we walk with Jesus, the more we spend time in his word, the more we keep obedience to him, we can start to eat the solid food. We can start to discern. Um, we can start to see with the lenses of Jesus in any situation um, where you have mar- marital issues. can't really comment on that. Um, but whether you have friendship issues, um, any, any, any situation, this is... This is now in discerning, in walking in step with the Lord. Um, power of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Um, yeah. And, sorry guys, let me find my notes here. Yeah. And the third thing, we grow in sanctification. The fear of the Lord has a sanctifying effect on God's people. Just as applying the truth of God's word does, it compels us to hate sin and avoid evil. It protects us from weakening our consciences and our moral sensitivity to what is, to, toward what is right. The fear of the Lord has a spiritually cleansing, purifying, and restor, restor, restoring effect that can last forever. We, know, we no longer treat his presence as common. I think that was one of the biggest issues for the Israelites is that they would get so distracted, that they would get so caught up in their own things, that they started to t- treat God as common. They started to not even really care about Him, not even really pay attention to Him. They, their obedience, their discipleship, discipleship to God was not important anymore. It became common. Um, yeah. And, yeah, just to go back to what my aim was to show you, what to show you guys is to, just so that we can remember, is that how fear of the Lord goes from, fear of the Lord abiding 
revelation and discernment. Fear of the Lord, fearing him, being in awe of him, abiding. Next step is being in discipleship to him, learning about him. Revelation, discovering these things you didn't know through the word, spending time in his word, um, and then discernment. Now that's Hebrews 5 verse 14. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have the powers of discernment, trained by constant practice. That is, that's, the, that's, the, that's what we must remember, constant practice. Trained by constant practice to distinguish, from good, from, distinguish good from evil. So as I end off, um, it was going to be a really short sermon, uh, but then we'll get into um, communion right now. Um, I just want to end off on this last point. My aim was to show you that the true... But the true fear of the Lord is the revelations upon revelations of who Jesus is so that we may adopt a lifestyle of Jesus. So that we, when we've adopted it, we are able to see with the lenses or eyes of Jesus, knowing what is righteous and good because he is good. And just to emphasize this, all of these points end on an intersection, intersection, intersecting point, sorry, intersecting point of intimacy with the Lord. Intimacy with Jesus, that is his emphasis at the end of the Gospels, the Bible, the Scriptures, is intimacy with Jesus, his love um, for you and your love for him. I just wanted to read quotes that um, I've, been, I've been doing my historical Jesus studies um, in Salt at the moment, and a quote that stood out to me was quite profound, and I just thought I, I, I should really read it to you guys. Um, and it's by Father Pedro. Um, I think he's a monk, guys. I don't know if he is, but he sounds like a monk. Um, anyway, so nothing is more practical than finding God. That is, falling in love in a quite absolute, final way. Let me just read that again. Nothing is more practical than finding God. That is, than falling in love in a quite absolute and final way. What or who you are in in what or who you are in love with seizes your imagination will affect everything it will decide what will get you out of bed in the morning what will do what will you do with your evenings how will you spend your weekends what you read what you do what breaks your heart and what amazes you with joy and gratitude fall in love with Jesus stay in love with Jesus and it will decide everything amen so yeah, as we go into uh, as communion, I just want us to uh, just remembering God's goodness of our lives, be thankful for what he has done for us. Um, yeah, and I'm just going to end in prayer for us, if that's okay. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for this time of intimate worship with you. Uh, Lord, I just pray that this word that you've, you've given to me, Lord, that it does not come back void, Lord, that it has touched someone's heart here tonight that you have done your will, Lord, that we just, yeah, Lord, we just pray your will be done. Your will be done, Lord. And Lord, we're just so thankful that your love has just intervened in this time now, Lord, and that your love is still intervening, Lord. Your grace is here. Your grace is here, and it's, and it's just changing hearts, Lord. So we thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so let's just go into uh, communion. Um, if we can go, gather in uh, clusters of three, two, four, whatever. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Uh, yeah, and if we can have 
music or I don't know if we can do that. But anyway, sorry guys, I don't know how to end this properly. But yeah, let's let's do that. Um, yeah, then gra- gather, get your communion, and let's let's be thankful to the Lord. Yeah, can we do that? Thank you, guys.